The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae. Pastor P is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor, are you doing okay today? Man, I am so well. I'm blessed, and the Lord is good to me. So thank you for asking. I've never known you otherwise. I, I try to stay in that place because <laughs> I am reminded every day that God's mercies endureth forever, my Amen friend. Amen to that. Amen. Well, we've titled our program Tried and Proven, mm. but that's all I'm going to say about it because <laughs> it'll become clear why we've chosen that title towards the end of our time here today. Yes, so sir. just keep that kind of in your back pocket. Our theme is Tried and Proven. I didn't warn you about this question coming, but let's remind everyone what our goal is for this podcast. Well, our, our goal always for the podcast is, number one, is to have honest and authentic conversation and to hear from honest, authentic uh, points of views of individuals who have either walked the path of cancer, supported people with cancer, or providing care clinically uh, to people with cancer and talk about all of the facets of that, facets of that good, bad, and indifferent and really unpack that in a way that people can go home and go, wow, that blessed me today and I needed yeah. to hear that. Very often, almost every week, we bring a guest to the program. Not always, but almost every week. And we're going to hear from a godly woman here today, someone who's going to give us a lot of good wisdom. Well, she reminds me much of what I think about in terms of a godly grandmother mm -hmm. and, and just the calm and the perspective of life that sometimes you can only glean from age and experience. My mom used to tell me, son, you haven't lived long enough yet to understand that school of thought. Just keep on living. That's what we're going to hear from that perspective today of someone who has lived life and have understood and grown to learn some principles that we can benefit from. Yeah, she fits the category of caregiver. She's been a caregiver to her husband. So we're going to offer you a free resource this week called Caring for Caregivers. Maybe some uh, thought-provoking things here in this resource that can help you think through this issue of caregiving, uh, how to do it, how to uh, thrive in becoming a caretaker, how to take care of caretakers. That's what it's all about. You can download this free resource right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. That's simple, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712, and then the word HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, just before we hear from today's guest, why don't you open the word for us, Pastor? Our spiritual nugget for today will really help to really frame this discussion that we're going to listen to. Philippians, the fourth chapter, uh, verse 6 through 9 basically tells us this. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, 
ancestors, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, worthy, dwell on these things. If I could summarize this scripture up, it helps us to understand the conversation today is going to be about the ability to focus. Mm-hmm. Keep that scripture in mind now as we listen to our interview as recorded earlier by our host, Reverend Percy McRae. I remind you, you're listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, Wayne, with me today is Carol King. And Carol is a former caregiver for her husband who had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, treated and is done with his treatment. And she's going to talk to us today from a caregiving perspective and the things that she has experienced as well as learned about uh, caregiving, effective caregiving, and probably even in some case things that caregivers should not do uh, or to avoid. So we're going to try to have a well-rounded conversation today. Welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you for allowing me. With that being said, let's talk a little bit before the show. You shared with me that you uh, was a caregiver for your husband who had cancer. First and foremost, how was he doing? He's doing wonderful today. Uh, Ten years free. Ten years free. Ten years. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank and you. his first name? You don't Hugh. Mind? Hugh. Well, congratulations to Hugh, and uh, certainly we praise the Lord for that. Thank you. That being said, yeah, you probably know a little bit something about caregiving, I would imagine. And so I want to pick your brain and because um, we have at the recording of this particular show about 177,000 subscribers who listen to Health, Hope and Inspiration. And many of them are caregivers uh, yes. looking for tips, looking for insight. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about caregiving. First and foremost, uh, what's important to establish, I think, about caregivers is that caregivers are never prepared to be a caregiver. They didn't go to caregiving school, and they certainly didn't sign up to be a caregiver. Having said that, once you were thrust into caregiving for your husband, what were some of the initial thoughts, reactions, or feelings that you had uh, when, when you and your husband found out that he had cancer? I think for me it was fear because I wanted to do the right thing. I was so afraid of doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing. So I had to learn. I had to draw from people. Mm. Uh, Most of all, I had to draw from my faith to know that God was in control. But I had to learn not to be afraid to do and seek what was best for Hugh. And and we'll certainly uh, eventually get to the faith component because obviously we were speaking to a faith audience. When when you both you and your husband often tell people that cancer is a community disease. Yes. There there is no one fundamentally who is going through cancer alone uh, and that they are they have family members, they have friends, they have a community of right. individuals who indirectly are impacted by that and of course uh, those who are the direct caregivers when you and Hugh were thrust into the the cancer conversation what did you do initially? What did you say initially to each other or to yourself? What was the initial kind of moment of things that you thought about? Once we got over the shock, well, of course we do what a lot of people do. Why? Yeah. What did we do? What could we have done to prevent this? So we immediately started seeking what was this cancer? Okay. So you started educating yourself yeah, about educating, the disease. Finding anything that we could, first of all, to help us understand what it was and then how to go forward. And and how helpful, 
and important do you think it is, uh, particularly from a caregiving perspective? Because sometimes I know in talking with and, had, and having supported cancer patients and caregivers, there may be a delay in how quickly people begin to engage with the cancer conversation around information and education and so on and so forth. They're trying to, as you said, work through the shock yes. of being told that. Absolutely. How important do you think it is to really begin to start looking at and educating oneself around the disease so that you can know what you're dealing with and what right. you're facing? I would say that you need to begin at the beginning. You need to face your fear, which we you really don't. When you hear that word, it's paralyzing. Yeah. It's frantic. But as soon as you can, you find the correct. Uh, that's what I was given. Find the correct information. Don't just start grabbing at anything and listening to us. Do this, do that. Yeah. Go on the web and just start pulling it up. Really seek that educational. First of all, what is this cancer? Yep. What is it? Yeah. How can I fight it? Uh, who do I trust with this? Yeah. Those kind of questions, I would say, those are the ones we need to... F I wish I had have done it at the beginning. Right away, I think it would have eliminated a lot of stress in all of our lives yeah. if I'd have just said, let's look at it, what it is. Right. It's cancer. What can we do? It was interesting that you, you made the reference to being mindful of where you're getting your information from. Right. One of the things that Absolutely. I'm also very uh, mindful of the fact is that uh, a lot of times people who have been thrust into the cancer conversation begin to get information from various different places unsolicited. Absolutely. Everybody's got an opinion. Oh, yes. Everybody's got a story to tell. Everybody's got, you know, this, that, or the other. Um, how, how were you able to manage uh, unintended conversation or unsolicited conversation that was not necessarily helpful for you in the beginning? I would, first of all, I would thank the person because they mean well. They do. Anybody gives us advice, what it is, but I would also let them know, right now, the only person that I really want to listen to is his care team. Mm. Now, I will be happy to take your thoughts back and discuss this with our doctor to see. Okay. Would he advise us to do this? Would he advise us to change our diet? I exercise more, yeah. but I said thank you. But we really need and to trust our doctor right now. And it's interesting. I have a, a, an acquaintance of mine who was diagnosed with cancer. Called me up in the middle of the night, and 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 I was a good person to call for obvious reasons. But in a panic on the phone, and you made reference to the internet, and he said, "I read." Or I saw something on the internet that said X, Y, and Z about this type of dynamic of the type of cancer that I have. And is that true? And the first question that I asked him, I said, have you sat down and spoken with your yes. oncologist and your care team? Well, no, I'm not scheduled to really see him until, you know, whatever, next week, Thursday. And I said, until you have that conversation, stay off the internet. Absolutely. And whatever anyone else says to you at this point you know, again, politely thank them, but first and foremost, sit down and have a very clear conversation Absolutely. with your oncologist, and then you start, you know, adding elements of conversation or information from there. So to your point, I think it's such a good tip, you know, with respect, thank you, but, you know, please allow us time to sit down and have a conversation with our care team first. Yes. I love it. I love that advice. From there, you have your conversation with with the care team, you're there supporting your right. husband. What was the next thing or steps or sets of things that you began to do as a, as a caretaker? Once you know what the cancer is, you've had 
a little bit of education on uh, then you're looking for the treatment okay and that again that will bring sometimes in my case more fear mm. because his treatment was chemo and so we know that that is sometimes a big C word chemo uh, I want again I went on I went on web for a little bit sure but I would turn it off and then I went back to our care team and I asked I wanted to know what to expect okay I wanted her to give me and to some advice on what chemo really is, mm-hmm. why it's necessary. That's what I did. Okay. I, then I was able then to accept and certainly make it a lot easier for my husband. Sure. Uh, so when he went in to get his chemo treatment, I understood it a little bit more because of education. So that's the next step. Okay. You, you, the cancer itself yep. and then the treatment. So then let's talk about, because you, you threw right out there at the beginning of the interview, and of course this is a big part of the, um, the element of conversation that we discuss on this show, is your faith and spirituality. Absolutely. Um, did you and or your husband at any time ever experience conflict within yourself, among yourself, or with your uh, spiritual community with regard to conflict of medical care and spiritual support? Because sometimes those two worlds don't play well together in the sandbox. Sometimes there's a conflict of, well, if you're really walking by faith, if you're really a person of faith, yeah, we're not going to really focus so much on the medical side of things. Because you talked about educating yourself, finding out what your cancer is, how it operates, how it functions, then looking at treatment options. Um, I would imagine somewhere in the mix here, your spirituality comes into play and you begin to lean in and lean on your your faith on some level. Let's talk about how you were able to incorporate those together. Our faith, of course, is what got us through this. We knew God was in control. Yeah. Um, I've had, I would have friends who would say, well, aren't you angry? You're serving God. Now you got cancer. I had to share with them that, yes, I have, my husband has cancer. Yes. And God did not give him cancer. Correct. Uh, I don't know. God, I don't know God's mind. He doesn't have to explain himself to me. Mm. So he didn't give you cancer. He allowed you to to have cancer. That's my perspective. I agree with that. But he brought us to the treatment place, and we knew without a shadow of a doubt we were going to get through this with God's blessing, and it would be ultimately his will what the outcome would be. Okay. So we weren't f- afraid. Now, we would deal with people that would say to us, they wouldn't know how to talk to us, our very closest spiritual friends, mm. out of fear. we Job's friends. We felt uh, we could physically see them pull away. Yeah. And uh, at yeah. first that hurts, that stuns you. Yeah. And then God helped you understand. They're going through the same fear that I went sure. through. Sure. And so they all most they all came back, most of them, and now all. But you have to learn to work through that because you're dealing with cancer, you're dealing with treatment. You don't have time to worry about any of the other yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. You're exactly right. And I made reference to Job's friends and most of us know that story very well yes. when when Job's calamity came upon him mm-hmm. and, and again and you you've checked off all the boxes. I could just turn the microphone over to you and let you do the show by yourself that um you know, basically, um, Job 
was trying to figure out what was going on with him yes. and his friends would come by to support him and they were like man you must have sinned there must have been something that you Absolutely. did they 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 were well intended they meant well and at the end of the day job had to get to a place where he just stopped listening to those guys Absolutely. and focus on listen i can't really give an explanation i don't believe that god did this to me as a matter of fact i believe the statement for job was that the lord giveth and the lord taketh away blessed be the name of the lord uh, i'm going to continue to serve god and i will not let a guile word come out of my mouth about God. The The point that I want to make now is about focus and concentration. You have to focus and concentrate on that which was within your purview and in your control. And you couldn't give your time and attention to a lot of ancillary things that, quite frankly, were out of your control. Absolutely. And a lot of those folks, you're right, they're spinning in their own sense of out of fear and anxiety and and you just can't manage everybody else's dynamics while you're trying to focus in on the battle that you and you had to work that is on. So true. How um how did how did your friends and those individuals how did they respond to that 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 sense of focus that you basically had to put them on the side? How did they react to that? That's kind of interesting when you sit and think about it. Some of them, they told me later that it actually made their faith stronger because they saw that even though we were afraid initially, sure. we stepped up yeah. and we accepted that this was not given by God, but certainly allowed. Yeah, That helped them to see that. Also, as I said, some of them came back and they did apologize. Okay. And they said, we know we weren't there when you needed us. They explained why. Yeah. And, but it helped them to go forward. Like Hugh and I went forward and became better, I think, much better, stronger people sure. because of cancer. I saw that in our friends as well. Wow. Because they stepped up and they said, next time we will know our friends need to be hugged. Our friends need our arms around them then. Not just a phone call and say, we're praying for you, we're there for you, but to really be there uh-huh. and not worry about what can I do? Can I cook food for you? Can I do this? Sure. Just let them know we're here for you. So I watched friends become better, stronger people wow. because of this. So in an indirect way, you being a caretaker for Hugh, you indirectly also kind of became a caretaker for your friends by modeling you know, yes. what was important Absolutely. and what was necessary that mm-hmm. then impacted them. I don't think I've ever quite heard <laughs> that dynamic of Absolutely. caretaking in that regard. Wow, that's interesting. My very best friend could not understand why I wasn't angry. She'd say, I don't understand why you're not asking God why, why. And so I had to I had to walk her through that's amazing. and accept this. And she finally said, you know, I don't, un- I don't quite understand, yeah. but if you've got that much faith, that's what I want. And so it helped her draw closer. That is amazing. That is such a great testimony on so many levels. So you and Hugh, you get past, you know, the, the, the highs and lows, the tough Absolutely. days. Every cancer patient has tough days. Every cancer caregiver has tough days. Absolutely. You guys get through that. You say 10 years later now, he's he's cancer-free, and we praise God for yes, that. Yes, we do. And again, and we thank God for his caregiver, because there is not, that I know of, one cancer survivor who got through their cancer by themselves. They had someone that held mm-hmm. their hand, wiped okay. the sweat from their forehead, wiped tears from their eyes, and all that went with that. So we thank God for you. Today, as you sit here before me, 
uh, you guys now have the ability to look in the rear view mirror versus looking out of the windshield that's behind you now. What would you say, what would be one or two important things that you would say to a caregiver, someone who's just getting started right now to think about or to be mindful of or how to encourage them? This is a statement that I make almost on a daily basis to people that we meet. We meet a lot of patients coming in newly diagnosed and the caregiver. And I always say to the caregiver, learn to communicate, Mm. to be honest, express, don't be afraid to let your spouse, your mom, your dad, whoever your patient is, know that you're scared. If you need to cry, cry. Okay. That is the time when you will draw closer together. Mm. Learn to communicate honestly. Don't be afraid to say to the patient that's having a rough day and he's being very impatient or she, to simply say, I understand that you're going through a lot, yep. but this, this hurts me. So that is a big, big thing that caregivers need to learn to to do is to communicate. They'll eliminate a lot of the stress, yeah. a lot of the hurt feelings. Just simply be honest and communicate. And I've heard a lot from many caregivers who have expressed regret or not feeling that they were empowered to do exactly what you've stated. And it is it is crucial. At it the is end vital of that. as you go through this journey. Yeah. You're going through it together. The only difference is one is getting the treatment, and the other one just has to go silently along sometimes. So would it be safe to say, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, and you correct me if I do right now, uh, I've heard this statement or variation of it from many, many cancer patients and caregivers, that cancer in many cases was the best thing that ever happened to them, or it changed their life, or it made them better people, or... Uh, they're, today they're, they look back on this and understand what a blessing it was, not that they felt like that at the time. Uh, I heard you say earlier in this conversation that you and your husband are better people. Absolutely. You're closer because Absolutely. of the cancer journey. Yes. Articulate that a little bit with a little more in-depth of how, how so is that the case and why do you think that's the case? Cancer puts life into perspective. Cancer is just one of the things that life throws at you. Yeah. But it's the least that we can control. We don't know how to go to the pharmacy and buy something. Mm. We can't create something. So cancer makes you look deep inside of yourself and decide, how do I want to deal with this? Do I want to just lay down and give up? Or do I want to step up and say, as my husband would always say, cancer will not make anything of my life I will make something of my life Mm. with cancer. Mm. And so we had to do just that on a daily basis sometimes. Dig deep. And cancer makes you realize who you are, what you are. It it really challenges your strength. What you're made of. I would not. Now, I wish that we could have learned all that we learned without the cancer, without the chemo. But it's not possible. Mm. So my husband and I, we are thankful for his cancer journey it helps us to help other people and again it definitely made us stronger and drew us closer to god for sure because we got to witness all of the things that we've said and read before yeah i will never leave thee nor forsake thee Mm. all of those things that god promised we got to actually witness them god working i heard a story once of an old old uh lady who 80 90 years old and in her bible by certain promises that she had read over the years, she had written with a red ink pen TP next to certain statements. And when she passed away, uh, I think it was her granddaughter who 
read out of her Bible. She said, I just want to read a couple of a couple of TP statements that my grandmother marked off in her Bible. And everybody was confused about what was TP. And they were certain promises like the ones that you've mm-hmm. quoted. And she said, these were all of the promises that my grandmother said were tried and proven. Mm-hmm. That she lived long enough yes. to see the promises of God that were tried and proven. And what I'm hearing you say today is one thing to say on the sideline that God will never leave you and forsake you. But until you're in the midst of the storm and you have to live that. Absolutely. You get to write, if you will, metaphorically with your red ink pen, T-P yeah. next to that. Last statement, last question for the day. What is the one thing or what is one thing that continues to give Carol King hope? What drives you? What drives your hope? It humbles me greatly to know that God would take our cancer journey and use it to touch so many lives. Mm. And I see this every day. People ask us questions. What do we do? How do we do? And we can refer them to the right sources. But again, it humbles me to know that God would use me on a daily basis to touch another human being. Well, I got news for you, Carol. Today with your TP, with your tried and proven promises of God, he's used you today to touch at least 177,000 people who are probably listening to this show right now with what you and Hugh have done. And so I want to salute both of you. Thank you for sharing your story. You're just as calm and relaxed as can be. I thank God for the the presence of peace that I feel off of you. May you continue to touch lives. Thank you. And may you continue to remind people of T and P. Have a great day. Thank you. And now you know why we called today's program Tried and Proven. Mm -hmm. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we all heard from Carol a moment ago here, Percy, on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. But there were some things that really kind of really stuck out to me of what she was talking about. One thing she mentioned was how her friends initially kind of pulled away when Hugh got cancer. And it's, it's not an uncommon dynamic. It really isn't, Wayne. And we've talked a lot on the show over, 
uh, many years of, around some of the social dynamics of what happens to people when they find out that they have cancer because of, I think, two dynamics, fear and ignorance. Uh, people are afraid because of their own sense of what cancer is, what they think cancer is, what they've heard about cancer. So it just makes them afraid of the conversation in general. And then the other fact of the matter is, is because they're not really sure what to say or do that they will draw and pull away from mm-hmm. family and friends. And this is exactly what Carol had expressed, that she experienced that from people that she loved and had long-standing relationship with. They pulled away. But she didn't stop loving them. She and, didn't. And many came back. Yeah. What? And that's why earlier when we started the show, what Carolyn made a decision about, as we talked about with reference to Job, is that she understood that she had to get focused around what was important. And at that particular time, it was not about what her friends did or did not do, but that she had to lock in with Hugh on what we needed to do to move forward. And in doing so, still loving those individuals, right. modeled faithfulness to them that when it was all said and done, actually blessed and helped them in their own unbelief. And that's yeah. a powerful testimony. So don't write them off. No. Love on them. They're, again, we're human, man. And this is the thing. If we can learn how to really... Uh, accept and forgive each other from a human perspective, we'll be a lot better off in our relationships because they simply had a human moment of failure. And so she did not take that personal, uh, though she was shocked by it initially. She had enough of the of the love of God in her to love them from afar, but still stay very focused on what was needed to be done. done. So that's why, you know, keep your mind on these things. Think yeah. on these things. That's what she did. What stuck out to you as you talked to Carol? Well, the other thing, the very strong uh, perspective is, is that she talked about initially working through shock and asking the question why, all of the common things that we've heard from cancer patients and their caregivers. But she had the presence of mind or the the um, the ministry of the Spirit of God that said this to her, and I quote, uh, God does not have to explain himself to me. That was or spiritual maturity right there, wasn't that it? That is yeah. a spiritual mature perspective that takes many people people many years to get to. And as I thought about that, I was reminded of the scripture in Deuteronomy 29 and 29 that basically says that the secret things belong to the Lord. The secret things, some things got, and this is a tough As my mom would say, this is a bitter pill to swallow (laughs) because we think that God is our cosmic bellhop. We think God just comes in and turns down the pillows and and, and the sheets and just put chocolates on the pillows for us that God works for us. And he owes us something. And the fact of the matter is it's the other way around. God does not necessarily owe us an explanation. As a matter of fact, the New Testament tells us that our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. And our thoughts are as far east as there is from the west. There are some things that God can't explain to us because our little peon brain can't handle it at the time. And that's why the just shall live and walk by faith. Mm-hmm. And so I heard that and I thought that was a very profound school of thought that probably will help a lot of people that God ultimately at the end of the day does not owe us an explanation. And we need to remember Deuteronomy 29, 29. Well, we thank God for what Carol has learned and her willingness to share that wisdom with us here on the program. Didn't you feel a calm and oh, a peace from goodness, her right. that she could, you know, she could, she could uh, lead a group of men through almost anything. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking she could walk us through a storm. I, I, she? She can, I, I saw her like General Patton. 
like, everybody calm down. Just follow me. We've got this. Let's work through it. Okay. So, yeah, she was she was unbelievable. And I appreciated her time. Well, she's such a great caregiver and she's learned so much. Our resource this week is caring for caregivers. Caregivers need attention and care. And we want you to get that perspective here today. So download this free resource, Caring for Caregivers, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right. We always start with Scripture, and we always try to circle back to what the Word of God has to teach us on a topic. Our topic today, Tried and Proven. And it was so meaningful to hear you two talk about that. Yeah, and again, the focus of the show that I re- that I got from her conversation was she had to figure out how to be focused on the right thing. And that's what this scripture is telling us. Philippians 4, 6 through 10 says, again, don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, because that's what we need. We need our hearts and our minds guarded. Finally, brothers, what should we be focusing on? What should we be thinking about? The scripture tells us in verse 8, finally, uh, brothers and sisters, here's what you should be focused on. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, lovely, commendable, if there is any moral excellence, I love this translation, if there's any moral high ground is how I see that, Mm -hmm. that will help us get to a different place and perspective, and if there is anything praiseworthy, focus or dwell on these things. And today, Carol has helped us to understand how important that was for her and how that potentially can be important for us as we move along. But we have to be reminded that God does not necessarily owe us an explanation. A charge to all of us from God's Word. Thank you, Percy. A couple of things in closing today. First of all, make sure you download the free resource, Caring for Caregivers, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. A second thing is make sure that you subscribe to this podcast for regular listening. We we have uh, so many people who have done that, and we're so grateful to you. Yes. If you have done that, and if you've not yet left a review, View of the podcast, mm. both at iTunes and perhaps other places that allow reviews. Yes. Please do that. That helps inform other people about what we're all about here. So, and why don't you take time to pass the link along to this podcast to a friend? Look us up on Facebook. Great idea. Why not share what we post on Facebook with our with our Health, Hope, and Inspiration page? Share it with other listeners as a way to get uh, them the word about this podcast. So. Do those things, and it would really help us out. We appreciate that, and we want to continue to have individuals help us spread the good news about what we're doing. Hey, until next time, Reverend Percy McRae, our host. Thank you, brother. Love you, my friend. Love you, everyone out there. And remember, keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. And join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life. 
by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.